flee because God condemned him for killing someone. He fled because of a, a particular saying. Now Moses fled because that's where his mind was at that time. His mind couldn't expand to where he was 40 years later to have understanding. He had to start from somewhere in order to get somewhere. Because I assure you that when he was up on top of the mountain and he said, purge Israel. You kill out and kill every last one of these rebels that are amongst the midst of us. I promise you that he didn't say, um, he didn't, because somebody said, Moses, you are a killer. He didn't flee at that saying. I promise you that whenever, um, you, you have to understand, in that time, which should be our time now, if there was a teenager or a son or a daughter who was rebellious and a drunkard that would not reverence father or mother, the, the, the parents would bring their children to the elders. They would hear the statement and comment. And then the parent, and then after they would get the judgment of the elders, they would, the parents would escort their child. Can you imagine that? Look at your child now. Can you? Hey, can you go? hey, come on up here, Tyler. No, you sit down. Come on up here, Jonathan. Come on up here. Come on up here, Melinda. Come here, Evangelist. Come on. And here we are. Come on, brother. Saying, run up here, brother. Run. You all right? Just run. We don't want to use you for a skit for a second. And brother Saint's still walking. <laughs> Ask me to run, see what I do. You know what I mean? Now, here's the parents. Y'all like that, don't you? Okay. All right. All right, here go the elders. And they're saying, my son is rebellious. My son is rebellious. A drunkard. A drunkard. A reveler. A reveler. And will not do anything we say. And will not do anything we say. And we'll go, oh, yeah, really, huh? So, okay, good. You leaving that judgment up to us, right? You bringing him to us for judgment, right? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Our judgment is we're going to take him outside the gate and stone him and kill him so put away all the evil from Israel. Because we let this seed prevail right here. This seed is going to go all throughout Israel. And then the parents would grab a hold of one hand each. Say, sorry, son, we love you very much. Let's go on out here. And, and, and then all the elders and the brethren, that's right. Come on, come on, brother. And we would head on out there to the gate. Oh, you can stop right there and put John at the door. And we'll find the biggest stone, and we'll say, Father, you first. You cast the stone first. Kill him. And we would, and we would stone him half to death. Now, you showed me a parent that would do something like that today when they are very apprehensive even about correcting them. Uh-oh. Y'all thank God that God gives us, give us the right to correct. Because then, if people, if children acted like that, they killed them. I guarantee you Moses did not flee at that saying. I'm trying to tell you, brothers and sisters, that they are jackleggers, they are bootleggers. Paul said, remember, over in the book of Acts, along about the 14th chapter, he said, for about the space of three years. Three years. Y'all know how long three years is? For about the space of three years. You know what he said in that space three? He said, I cease not to warn you. You hear that? In other words, he kept pounding something over and over and over and over and over again. What was he pounding? He said, and not only that, he had it with so much emphasis, he said, I did it with tears. 
You saw me preaching this and teaching this in a manifestation that would bring about tears in my eyes. This thing is so devastating. This thing is, is, is so atrocious, atrocious. This thing is so bad. That's the reason why I spent three years trying to tell you about this. I spent three years with tears. What, Paul? To warn you that grievous wolves, they are going to come in and not spare the flock. Did you hear that? Can you imagine that? Grievous wolves, yeah. And even include this, and of your own selves. Everybody look around. Everybody look around. Look around. And of your own selves shall men arise and speak perverse things to draw away disciples after them own selves. Anybody understand the impact of that? See, because see, a grievous wolf and somebody like that, they're going to come in. They're going to come in with everybody. How you doing, brother? How you doing? They're going to present themselves as someone acceptable. And, and there's very few people that have their spiritual awareness up to realize when a grievous wolf is in the midst. You see, because a grievous wolf appeals to our senses. It appeals to our emotions. It don't appeal to what we know in the word. It appeals to something that we all love, which is to be accepted. We all like, you know, we all like those who make us feel like we're something. If you knew that you were something in Christ Jesus, you wouldn't have to worry about feeling like you were something. If you knew you were accepted and beloved, you wouldn't have to worry about feeling like something. But this is how these devils work. And see, and this is the reason why the church is in the condition it's in today, because these are dumb dogs. Greedy dogs, loving to slumber and loving to sleep. They're so dumb, they can't even bark when the wolf comes. So you know what they, hey, y'all heard me last night on the broadcast, right? Prophesying tells lies. Tell us smooth things. Speak to us deceits. We don't want to hear all that correction, instruction, and proving. Don't give us none of that. No, we want the good stuff. Even put away from us those men that try to condemn us in our happiness. If you're not going to preach it and teach it our way, then we're going to cast you out because we don't want God in our midst. I'm telling you. That's where we're at. That's the time that we're living in right now. That's the time we're living in right now. That's why you can hear these jackals. Brother Shane's going to play it again. That's why you can hear these jackals. And you ain't heard the last of it. They got a bunch of them out there. You see, I, come on. Look I, look, look, I am a poor country, non-English speaking preacher. You understand that? Man, how much attention is the world going to pay to someone who lives next to a creek? Huh? And they look at you, huh? You poor, dumb, stupid people. Yeah, that's how they look at it. Hmm? I, the, only, the only thing I got going for me is blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall see God. 
That, that, that's the only thing I got going for me. Now, you understand that not only I, but you look foolish as hell. Talking about keeping the commandments on the Sabbath day. Look at the whole world. Man, you ain't seen these big mega churches, 20 and 30,000 people. They surely got to have it right. Forget what the scripture says. That's what they want you to tell you. That the Bible says, straight is the way, narrow is the gate, and few there be that find it. The Bible says, broad is the path that leadeth to destruction. And when you see that, man, you see all them people, boy, that's a lot of you, and every last one of them. See how foolish we look? So when we tell you that Joel Osteen is a jack-legged pig of a devil hireling, we tell you that T.D. Jakes is nothing but a dog, a pig, a devil in disguise, Cliff Low Dollar Jr., Billy Graham, oh boy, pass out, you Antichrist now. See, when you get us little small fries, they look at us and go, <laughs> who in the world are you to talk about people like them? I was on last night on the internet looking at YouTube, and guess who I saw speaking well of the seven-day Adventists? Hillary Clinton. And I said, this has got to be a forest right here. I said, well, let me try something else. So I clicked in George Bush. Guess who was speaking well of the Seventh-day Adventists? George Bush. What does the Bible say about them that speak well of you? <laughs> and so did they of the false prophets. And I go, wow. Wow. I said, Lord Jesus. All of us are straightway done lost our mind, hadn't we? At least we got you. See, Seventh-day Adventists is a Sabbath-keeping organization. Why come Hillary Clinton is not getting on the air and telling everybody about us? How wonderful we are. And George Bush. Come on, brothers. It's time for us to grow up. Let me tell you something. The reason why we get the level of correction we get because that's how I judge myself. And if I'm not going to spare myself, why should I spare you? What you need to do is start saying, well, praise the Lord, I'm glad somebody got enough sense to tell me because I surely ain't got enough sense to tell myself. We want to be holy, want to be sanctified, but we don't want to do nothing about it. And then we do do something about it, it's only in part. Oh, hallelujah. That's just the truth. Because I'm telling you, every single one of us, we, we would deceive ourselves that we would receive all that junk and garbage, hook, line, and sinker. You don't believe me? You don't believe me? Look what all you received before you even came here. It had to be the Lord Jesus to lead you to come to Tell a me, what like do you this. think? Because there ain't no way. We're not acceptable with anybody. We're barely even acceptable with you. Sometimes you sit there and question, what am I doing here? Don't tell me I know. Oh, yeah, I know. 
You got all these jack legs, all these jackals, and all these dogs, and all these pigs. And where is, you know, Jeremiah didn't have a big congregation. Ezekiel didn't either. Wait a minute, how do we hear it, brother, saying, Timothy Yah. Ezekiel Yah. Jeremiah Yah. Isaiah Paul Yah. Paul Yah. Sayali Yah. Y'all wonder what I'm doing, don't you? What I'm doing, I'm, I'm talking about this, this, how these sacred name people pronounce it. It's broken Hebrew. That's what it is. They're breaking it all up. They're doing an injustice to a language. If it wasn't pure, it sure ain't now. Amen. By the time they get finished demolishing it, boy, it's finished. Y'all think I'm kidding, bro. Saying, am I kidding, brother? And I said, brother, I want you to listen to something. We was riding down the road yesterday. I said, I want you to listen to something. And we cut on this particular preacher. You know, we don't want to mention names. Pastor Roberts. And um, that preacher was on there. And I said, watch this, brother. And so he was speaking. And I would be sitting there going, And brother saying, oh, man. I said, you ain't heard nothing yet. Right, wait a minute. Brother saying can probably do it better than I can. He can do a whole lot better than I can. I say, man, it, this dog act, he sounded like he mad at the world. Watch his religious spirit. How was he talking? Talking about going to a dim horse. You know, Hey, bro, say, bro, say what's going on, say, Come out in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out in the name of Jesus. And bro saying, go, my God, what is that, bro? He said, come out in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I'm showing us. You see, it is a sad thing. I'm just showing us in all this what God is preserving us from. So when I make statements like, man, these people are crazy. These people literally lost their mind. Don't ever get overwhelmed by numbers of what the whole population is going and what everybody else is doing. Don't ever. The crowd is never right. Never. That which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. And we're talking about things that is highly esteemed among men. It's an abomination. It flat out is. So when you listen to people like that, now notice what, what Billy Franklin Graham is doing. Is he's actually saying that Jesus is not the only way to the Father. In case you didn't, in case you, it passed over your head. He's saying that even though people, you know, no, notice he uses key statements. They may be all the light that they have. They may have a, another light, a new light, something like it. Anyway, play it again, brother. Listen very closely. Tell me, what do you think is the future of Christianity? I think everybody that, that loves Christ or knows Christ, whether they're conscious of it or not, they're members of the body of Christ. And that's what God is doing today. He's calling people for, out of the, the world for his name, whether they come from the Muslim world or the Buddhist world or the Christian world or the non-believing world. Uh, they are members of the body of Christ because they've been called by God. They may not even know the name of Jesus, 
but uh, they know in their heart that they need something that they don't have and they turn to the only light that they have and I think that they are saved and they're going to be with us in heaven this is fantastic and I'm so thrilled to hear you say that there's a wideness in God's mercy there is there definitely y'all hear that now we talk about two prominent figures there's a wideness in God's mercy I am so happy to hear that there's a wideness in God's mercy there's a lot of people going to hell, including Billy Franklin Graham and Robert Shuler. And can you imagine, brother, I've had people actually separate being very friends from me because of statements like that that I just got finished making? Because in their ignorance, they would, they would try to tell me that I'm wrong making judgments like this. He that is spiritual judge all things. All things, but yet he himself is judged of no man. That's Billy Graham. Got on my case. Well, you got the 10 most wanted list up on that website. I said, if you read a little farther, you'll find out I didn't write it. I just posted it up on the website because I agree with it. But if you want to take it as I've written it, I'll take the credit for it. <laughs> it can't be 10. Now one of them done died, so we now got to make it nine. People are afraid of people like me who have the Holy Ghost the Holy Spirit to speak the spirit of truth in boldness, not sometime and half time and, and stammering and staggering. They want everybody to assimilate. Let us all get our opinion together and we all agree within that. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. We're going to stand, brothers and sisters. We're going to stand for the truth. Now, the bottom line is the scriptures teach that there's only one way to God. Only one way. And his name is Jesus. No man is coming to the Father but by him. That's it. Amen. Jesus said, I am the light of the world, not whatever light you think you have and what you got. Yeah. Period. Amen. Now, they will tell you that um, you're not lenient and considerate of other people's faith. No, I'm not. When there's only one Lord and one faith and one baptism. That's it. How can you be lenient? There's no leniency. See, they're compromising. And they're saying swelling words. Vanity. They allure through the lust of the flesh. They allure. They, they, they say the words that people in their collective agreement can, can agree together that we like this. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm life. You even, hey, he even gave salvation to non believers. You ain't even got to have God in your conscience at all. You don't blame me? Play it again, brother, say. So I say, man, y'all wearing this out. Y'all do know I'm getting this ready to put on the broadcast too, don't you? Somebody asked, Pastor, why are you always calling names? Y'all listen to that sermon I got on calling names. Tell me, what do you think is the future of Christianity? I think everybody that, that loves Christ or knows Christ, whether they're conscious of it or not, they're members of the body of Christ. And that's what God is doing today. He's calling people for, out of the, the world for his name, whether they come from the Muslim world or the Buddhist world or the Christian world or the non-believing world. Uh, they are members of the body of Christ because they've been called by God. 
They may not even know the name of Jesus, but uh, they know in their heart that they need something that they don't have, and they turn to the only light that they have, and I think that they are saved, and that they're going to be with us in heaven. This is fantastic. And I'm so thrilled to hear you say that. There is a wideness in God's mercy. There is. Is that not sick? There definitely is. Is that not sick? Tell me, what do you think is the now, future of Christianity? Say, well, all he's saying is that God is going to call people out of those space. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. He ain't saying that. He ain't saying that at all. He ain't saying that at all. They ain't even dealing with sin. This is the trouble. And that's now you see the reason why the churches is stacked with closet Satanists. The 99% of the preachers in the Baptist church are Freemasons. They've already made a pact to Satan. When they get to the 32nd degree, they swear an oath to Lucifer. And they know it. They don't tell you that because uh, you don't have enough light. That's their perception. And then people wonder why come I'm always on the Baptist. Because they're corrupt. Here, let me try another thing, too. Let me tell y'all something. Hey, if y'all see that board back there, y'all make it difficult on them brethren back there. Leave the board alone. If you go back there and you turn one knob one way, it takes him 30 minutes to figure it out, if not greater. Sometimes, brother, saying that to come up here two hours before service and mess around with this board in order to get it on because somebody done turned a knob. That's a complex board back there, brothers and sisters. And, of course, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get in here and, I, hey, if you're in authority over something, then who's supposed to get the blasting for it? There you go. That's how God deals with it. If the home is messed up, who does God deal with? You got that right. That's how he does it. And what he's doing is hoping and trust that the authority will get himself right and then get the family right. Is that right? Yes, sir. Now, our application at time may be uh, received with smiles. Then at other time, with hardness of face. That's good. Yeah. As long as your face is sorrow. Come on, Later on, it'll make a merry countenance. But we have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. Amen. That we can say for sure. That's the reason why we say openly, if we're wrong, then tell us. I don't mind being told if I'm wrong, because I sure want to be right. Don't mind any judgment at all. But I'm not just going to take a judgment because you done, it's like your sacred name movement. I'm not going to bite off on this, this crazy movement that people can't even, they got more division in it than, than they do in the Protestants' faith. I don't know where I'm going to set up and, which one is it? Your who, who, who? Yahoo, Yisah, Yahoshua, Yahweh, Yavo, Yahweh, Yahweh. Which one is it? That's one reason why I won't fool with it. Y'all understand that, right? So you see, yeah, and you have to be very careful who you're dealing with. Now, now I'm going to go over a few things today. I'm going to talk about a friend. A friend, all right? But before that, 
we want to give you some understanding here real quick. You know, how did we tell you that we have the Bible right here, but we don't have all the books available to us? Now, some people would take the stance, well, we got all that God wants us to have. No, we don't. If we had all that God wants us to have, he wouldn't have had to write. He wouldn't have had to write in the back of this book right here about people who take away from the words of this prophecy. If there wasn't the potential for men to serve other gods, he wouldn't have to warn us to not serve other gods. Now, I'm just making sense, brothers and sisters. But I will tell you what this type of preaching and teaching would do. It'll bring a soberness about you. That anytime some sly dog or wolf or pig try to come up into your face and deceive you, your spirit is going to automatically kick in and you're going to be aware of it. You're going to be sober to it. You're going to be like, oh. But see, you, ain't gonna, you don't have to tell them that you're aware of what spirit is operating. That's for your defense. That's for your defense so that you don't be deceived. See, a lot of these people don't take it serious that the words that you say, you're going to be judged for them. And you as a preacher, you shall receive a greater condemnation. Now, I tell you, every time I read that, I don't like reading that. I don't like reading it not because that I'm preaching anything wrong. It's just that that just lets me know that, man, ha, this is looking better all the time. Preach, brother. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Then I can leave. That's looking real good. That's looking real good. That looks real good. A greater condemnation. He didn't say he's going to receive a greater joy. That means our judgment is going to be in a greater measure than what any you could ever think about. That is something. And for those who don't have any fear to get up and to preach lies in the name of Jesus, they got a, a, a place called the lower parts of hell that's going to be reserved for them. Remember I told y'all about how we was preaching one time about um, the different levels of hell. Somebody said, how do you come up with that? Read the book. That's how I come up with everything. It's in the book. Which book? This book. So you take your soul serious. Very serious. Now let me tell you something else before we get started. The Bible says that without a parable, Jesus did not speak to the people. Amen. Try that one on. In other words, he spoke in such a fashion so that people, watch this one, would not hear. Oh boy. We got them, didn't we? Well, we got them on that one, didn't we? We're going to go read this account, huh? We got them on that one, didn't we? You mean, Tim? No, 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 come on. If you can recall the scriptures in. And then later on, he went a little bit further with the disciples, and the disciple says, declare unto us the parable. And then Jesus would turn around and say to his people, while you sitting over there looking like you understand everything I say. You know, all the crowds out here and the disciples right here, and they're like, 
Amen. Hallelujah, corner. And then when they would get away from everybody, and it's just the disciples, and they walk down the road, and they would say, Jesus declares in the parable, and then Jesus would turn around and rebuke them. You mean to tell me you are also without understanding? That's what he was saying. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that being God's people? You mean to tell me you are also without understanding? Even though he would have proven for it, he was still declared unto them because they were his sheep. And then he would tell them, unto you, it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to them that are without, it is not given. And then he tells us everything that's without the kingdom. For without are dogs, sorcerers, whoremongers. Amen. And whosoever loveth and liveth a lie. Can you imagine I'm talking about the creator of the universe, brothers and sisters, the eternal himself sitting up here talking to people in parables and willfully not having people understanding open. You know why? Because they're not children of the kingdom. So we've heard John 3.16 taken out of context so much that they, they, hey, everybody knows that before they even get out of kindergarten. That they forget Verse 17, 18, 19, and 20. Amen. It don't even enter into the, con into the equation. So we're here because God wants us to hear. And God knows full well that, you know, the Holy Ghost is something else. He knows just how to push a preacher button to get him stirred up to preach the way he wants him to. You know why? Because, see, if you don't, then you got to go and deal with um, that, that, that spirit of God beating you up. But in order to deliver your soul, you got to deliver the word. Amen. That's right. But all those that have a good heart and good mind, you know, nothing offends anyone that is in a good standing with Jesus. I don't care how the word comes. Nothing offends anyone that's in good standing. No, they don't. Because their spirit is already humble. They just love Jesus. Man, whoo, I hear that. Nobody up here got a pipe wrench trying to beat you. But Jesus purposely, intentively, did not preach in a fashion so that everybody could hear. Hallelujah. And that's just the truth. Now, what I'm going to do, just for a short time here this morning remember we had talked about the books that this book tell us that we should have but we don't have now I will tell you this it's a good thing that we do have this new covenant because it fills in a lot of gaps one thing about these books is they all harmonize that's the good thing about it the only thing we're missing is certain sayings that carry power that would give us understanding Are you following me? There, there are certain sayings that are kept from us that unless we hear it, we won't have the ability to, per, to, to actually allow it to work in our lives. Are you following? You remember I talked about the books of the Apocrypha. Now, I was on the website this morning, and I was looking around, and, and I had, man, I come up with all these, I come with all these websites to tell us the reason why we don't have the Apocrypha. And then the Holy Spirit said, you know what? In me. This is what the Holy Spirit said to me. 
He said, well, what are you going to do about all these mistranslation of words that's in the book you got? Somebody will say, oh, that's the devil. No, it ain't. That's the Holy Spirit. Because spirit and word are great. There ain't no way no word Easter is supposed to be in this book. And, of course, you got the NIV, you really messed up. They're letting you know you can't count. Now you can just skip whole entire verses and not even know it. They can twist words and warp words and deceive you with words and you wouldn't even know it. We actually go through a little teaching and prove to you that the NIV is actually calling Lucifer God. Oh, that's some bold statements. Now, if we were a people that is meant to deceive you, this is not a good way to do it. This ain't the way you win people over to Jesus. Ain't that true? All right. Now, what I'm going to do is we're going to read a couple of things here for you for this morning, okay? Go to Numbers 21, chapter 21. We're going to do a teaching here this morning, okay? Verse 14. Numbers 21. I guess I need to go there too since I don't have it written down. I'm up here telling you and I ain't there myself. Numbers 21. Now watch this now. We're going to read very close, okay? Now mind you, now mind you, we're all in here because we want to have more wisdom and more knowledge and understanding. Is that right? I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Because when we was in Alabama, um, I went and purchased a little, that little book called the Apocrypha. I found a little book. I'm going to get a whole bunch of them and give them out. See, this book right here belongs in between um, that break that they put in the Bible called Old Testament and New Testament. This book belongs right in there. It belongs right in there on them pages. And if you don't believe me, just ask, uh, you got the 1611 at home, the King James? Okay, Brother Shane's got it on computer. I got I got two hard copies of it. Yes, sir. Of the 1611, the original 1611 King James translation. And you will see that these books are in there. Right. What we keep saying is, why come they're not in our books? Yeah. Well, I'm going to show you why. Let, before I read this, let me intrigue our minds for a second, okay? Now, since you all have the spirit of truth, you determine for yourself without my input if it's the word of God or not. Come on. Okay? How about that? All right, Let, let's just do something like this. Look, uh, watch this one. If thou hast understanding, answer thy neighbor. If not, lay thy hand upon thy mouth. Amen. Amen. All you have to do is just remember what does James talk about? <laughs> huh? Does it bear witness with the spirit? Is it the word? You, you understand what I mean? And then, not only that, but just preaching. How many times have I said, why in the world would you want to open up your mouth and tell something to, to somebody you ain't got nothing but that little bit of knowledge about? That don't mean you understand everything, but you want to mess somebody up by giving them that little bit? No, shut up. Uh-oh, watch this one. Watch this one. Y'all ready for this one? Strive for the truth. Unto death. And the Lord shall fight for thee. Somebody said, no, wait a minute. What, what's going on? I said, I, I keep telling you. 
These are books that should have been in this book that we got right here. Yeah. Strive for the truth. How many times? Man, you can't even sit around here without, man, we're, come on, we're, we're, trains are leaving. <laughs> Look at my mama. Trains are leaving. Ain't that right? We're always, we're, we're, if you can open up your mouth, you can't open it up. We'll get Brother Saint and, and Evangelist Mike, we'll get them stand up on top of your head and open up your mouth. Cram the word down in But you can tell we're not content where we're at. Strive for the truth unto death. Now you hear that? Uh, unto death. Now that don't look like it can have two meanings. Until the point of death or all the way till, till you die. Does that make sense? Huh? What? I counsel you to buy me gold tried in the fire. Is that right? Strive for truth unto death, and the Lord shall fight for thee. How many times the Lord has fought our battles because we knew truth? And he's still fighting our battles because we know the truth. And that's why I keep telling you, man, what kind of words? Whoo! See, we hear it in preaching, but we don't have nothing, no substance, hard copy back to put it, put it to. But it's there by the Spirit. Huh? Watch this one. Words of wisdom. Instead of a friend, become not an enemy. For thereby thou shalt inherit an ill name, shame, and reproach. Even so shall a sinner that hath a double tongue. These are powerful sayings, ain't they? Huh? I've been reading it there since I've been home. Huh? I've already done started my little markings. Huh? The greater thou art, the more humble thyself, and thou shalt find favor before the Lord. How many times you have to do that? You know that you're talking with someone that don't know the word like you do. So the wisdom in that, if you're going to gain them, you're going to have to become more humble. You're going to have to base yourself so you can meet them. And remember Paul said, you remember what Paul said in the word? He said, man, I've committed an offense. Man, I've abased myself so you may be exalted. I can tell y'all ain't reading the book. I mean, I'm writing the book of Corinthians. I'm telling yes, I am. I'm glad I got some brothers man witness. I knew all that. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. He'll do what? He'll live. See, anyway, I'm gonna stop for right now, but you see what I'm talking about. See what I'm talking about. And of course they don't want none of these. And I didn't get to the spiritual warfare part. I just ain't got there yet. I'm just talking about these are words of wisdom. Hmm? Man. Whew. Man, I tell you, that's something. All right. We're in Numbers 21, 14. Look what the word of the true and living God says. Wherefore it is said, in the book of the what? Wars of the Lord. What he did in the Red Sea and in the brooks of Aram. 
Now let me ask you a question. Can somebody turn in a Bible and find the book of wars? Now listen to my word. Somebody's in trouble. Somebody's in some serious trouble. Or not maybe not just somebody, a whole group slew of people in trouble. Does not our Bible tells us that there's a book of wars? Where is it at? Now I'm going to tell you, a lot of people hate this knowledge because they think you're attacking the Bible. How can you be attacking the Bible when you're reading the Bible? Boy, I tell you, man, some perverse thinking, brothers. Joshua 10, 13. So we see that there is a book of wars. Is that right? I tried to put these in such a way that all we had to do was just keep going down the line rather than flipping all over the place, okay? Hallelujah. When you have it, say amen. amen. Y'all still love me? Amen. That makes no difference to me if you do it, don't anyway. You got to, you commanded to. Now, how about that? Hmm? Now, I love you. You should say, well, that makes no difference if you do it, don't. <laughs> you commanded to, too. Now, how about that? And I go, hallelujah. We're in the same sheet of music. <laughs> Look at this. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed. Until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Boy, I tell you what, God made sure there was plenty of light, though, didn't he? Yeah, he wanted to make sure that none of them got away. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Is that right? Yeah. Is it not written in the book of what? Jasher. Jasher. Now, let me ask you a question. Will somebody please turn to the book of Jasher? Somebody, somebody, anybody? You ain't got it? What about you? Where Roger, you got the book of Jasher in there? It ain't in there somewhere? You ain't got one of them new modern day translations? Man. The book of what? Somebody in trouble. Somebody's in a lot of trouble. I'm telling you right now, we're, we're fortunate. We're blessed. To even have what we got. Because by the time Satan get done with it and, and all these spirits, he, he demonic spirits he puts inside of men, he, we wouldn't have nothing. You see what I'm talking about? Now, you all to understand, we strive for truth, brothers and sisters. I'm not content in the place I'm at. Uh -uh. I know that there's more to God than what we got. And I know that the only way we're going to be a people to be holy and, and, and to strive for perfection is we got to do what the master says. We got to press. And we can't be content in this little present state that we're in. Is that right? We have to love knowledge. Is that right? Because it's the lack of knowledge that is destroying us. We've got to love it. We got to love truth. We have to bind it about our necks. Hallelujah. Why? Because to love truth is to love Jesus. Huh? We got to search for him. We got to seek for him. He's a pearl of great price. That's the reason why we keep pushing and, and striving. Hey, we got the Holy Spirit to check us to let us know if something's not right. We got his Holy Spirit. 
2 Samuel 1.18. Yeah, y'all know y'all to mark up y'all Bible. We're giving y'all plenty of time to mark it up. Somebody say, you ought not to mark up that Bible. You define the word. I say, boy, I tell you people, you are something else. And she said, let thy handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way. Oh, wait a minute. I said 2 Samuel. Why ain't y'all say something? I'm over in 1 Samuel. Yeah, come on, pass down. It won't offend me, believe me. All right, look at this. And he bade them teach the children of Judah to use of the bow. Behold, it is written in the book of what? So that we got two witnesses on that one on. Coming from two different books. You think we ought to have a book of Jasher? Somebody's in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Somebody's in a lot of trouble. That tampering with the word. <clears throat> I want y'all to have this in your entourage. I want y'all to write these things down. Because you start meeting up with worldly wise men. And you know who I'm talking about if you listen to Pilgrim's Progress. You're going to meet them. Know it alls. You can shut their mouth real quick. 2 Kings 11.41. I'll tell you what I do. Sometimes when I, when I get these things like this, what I do at the beginning of the Bible, I will mark one verse. And of course, you look at my Bible, it's got writing all over the place. I'll mark one verse. And, and I will put down missing books next to it. And then in that one verse, that's a starting point. And then as I begin to chain on down the line, you know, later on, I would write the next verse to tell me where to go to the verse that I'm reading. And I also write on the verse from where I came from. Now, you understand what I mean? That way, you look like a scholar, a theologian. Amen. Where are we at? Second Kings? No, Second Kings. Is it right? Where are we at? It's First Kings? First Kings 1141. First Kings. What does it say? Here we go. Look at this. And the rest of the acts of Solomon and all that he did and his wisdoms are not written. Are they not written in the books of the... Now look at this. Acts of Solomon. Did you hear that? The Acts of Solomon. See, we got a book of Solomon. We got a book of Solomon right here. It says, but it's the song of Solomon. Are y'all listening? It's a song of Solomon. This is said, are they not written in the Acts? The book of the Acts of Solomon, all right? All right, we just want to bear down that. Okay, and let's go to First Chronicles. 9-1. First Chronicles 9-1. Are y'all learning anything? Yes, I want y'all to know this, brothers and sisters. See, now a lot of people, you can't even go to some places and, and preach and teach this because some people, they just flat out lose faith. You don't need to lose faith in the book or the word. Need, hey, what you need to do is be mad and upset with all these pigs that thought they were, they were anointed, being sent by the devil and took these books away from us. 
See, the enemy knows that we're armed with certain knowledge. Guess what? He in trouble. He in some serious trouble. First Chronicles 9 1. All right, look at this. So Israel, you hear that? Were reckoned by genealogies, and behold, they were written in the book of the what? Kings of Israel and Judah who were carried to Babylon for their transgression. Now, we have them books. We got first and second kings. Is that right? In the book of Kings and Judah. Now watch this one. Let's go to the book of First Chronicles 29. First Chronicles 29, 29. When you have it, say amen. Now the acts of David, the king, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of Samuel the seer. So they call Samuel what? A seer. And in the book of what? Nathan. Nathan the prophet. Where's the book? Can somebody turn to the book of Nathan? Brother Ed. You know, the book of Nathan the prophet and the book of Gad the seer. Can, can you turn the book of Gad, brother? No Gad. No Gad, no Nathan. Y'all see somebody's in some serious trouble. Some, I mean, I, was, I mean, and, and sometimes people agreed together to remove whole books. They in trouble. Hey, Watch this. Isn't it a coincidence that we got 66 books? You ever thought about that one? Hmm? 66. Well, we're going to slap the pocket for the hours and stick it on in there. And we messed that one up real quick. Now, you have to understand, I wouldn't even put, I wouldn't even buy these apocrypha if, if it wasn't in the original 1611 in which they say this this where this came from. It's just that somebody between now and then got so anointed they thought we didn't need it. I can understand too with, with sayings like this, why in the world would you want to arm people, God's people with that much more knowledge? Hmm? Hey, I'm going to read you something in between while we're doing this. All right, look at this. Except, and, and you know, a lot of people have problems with my attitudes <laughs> and behavior. They really truly do. Now listen to this one. Listen to this one. I'm going to thunder this one on high. Listen to this one. Except no person against thy soul. And let not the reverence of any man cause thee to fall. First thing, people want to holler at me. You got to have grace, got to have mercy. I said, I know how to have grace and mercy, sure do. I know someone's a heretic, too. I know someone's my enemy, too. Why are they smiling? Come on, they wouldn't want nobody to have them. Y'all don't want them Christians to have nothing like that. Let's tell the truth. We've been whipping boards for this thing that they call love. We've had people just flat out do us wrong in the name of love. What they call love now. 
people mistreat us and do us wrong because our hearts as Christian is really want to do the Father's will. Other people just full of the devil and they just run all over you, take advantage of them, they don't care nothing about it. Well, we got some more wisdom right here. And you better believe I'm, I'm going to do my best to make sure we, everybody get this so we can comb through it. Where was we at, saints? Okay, hey, 2 Chronicles 9.29. Y'all let me know if we're not learning nothing. You learned something, Brother Ed? Well, what about you, Sister Cindy? Hmm? Sister Ashley? I just thought I'd pick on that roll. <laughs> you learned something, Jonathan? Absolutely. Okay, good. That's an educated word. Absolutely. Got that from you, huh? Oh, Lord. Y'all see that? Hey, <laughs> Greg. Lydia. Ah, never mind. Anyway, hallelujah. Second Chronicles 9.29. Look what the scripture says. Now the rest of the acts of Solomon, first and last, are they not written in the book of what? Nathan the prophet. So where's the book at, Brother Shane? Come on, teacher. Ah. It got lost. That's what he said. It got lost. Yes, in the Vatican, isn't it? Well, you know, we've always held that belief here at, at Straightway that these books are in the Vatican. We, we really have. Now, we ain't got no way to prove it because they won't let you take no pictures when you get in there, and they sure ain't going to let you get down in there because they don't want you to see their torture chambers. Ain't that right, Brother Roger? From the Inquisition. Ain't that right, Brother Roger? Yes, sir, Brother Roger. Amen. Amen. Hmm? Amen. Hey, read you another one out of this book right here, okay? Y'all want to hear it? Yes, sir. If thou wouldest get a friend, prove him first. And be not hasty to credit him. I like that. Whoa. You know what I mean? We like accepting people because they... they, they I'm not going to repent for telling the truth. You know, I must, if we would just take heed to these words, especially the words written in this book right here, we could preserve ourselves from. How many people have called themselves friends and done nothing, put a dagger in us? I'm not talking about all you that responded right, but there was a whole bunch of them that was paralyzed. Maybe you was the one holding the dagger. Go team, go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Second Chronicles twelve fifteen. I didn't finish reading the rest of that, but we get into the books part, okay? Second Chronicles twelve fifteen. Man, I went way on down the line. Now the acts of Rehoboam, first and last. Are they not written in the book of Shimei, the prophet? Brother Rich, can you turn to the book of Shimei, the prophet, please? Uh, don't, have it. don't have it. 
You see the reason why I can't stand modern day religion? See the reason why I hold disdain for this stuff that they call Christianity? No, we're the real Christians. They're the false Christians. Yeah, that's right. I still hold fast to that. There's a us and there's a them. That's what the Bible said, what Jesus said. There's us and them. We serve the real, true, eternal, living God, and they serve the false God that calls itself Jesus. But it's really not. But they are the synagogue of Satan. You know, a lot of people say, man, you can't talk like that. Ooh, you better be careful with something like that. I said, why the world should I be careful when I know what I'm talking about? I'm not worried about no judgment when I know what I'm talking about. It's the fearful and the unbelieving. And the abominable. That's going to have that part in the lake was burned with fire and brimstone. Which is the second death. It ain't going to be me. Come on, man. Everybody in here knows, knows the spirit of fear when you feel it. Why give place to it? Fight against it so you don't have to fear it. Now, you can't stop the, fear, the spirit from attacking you, but you can stop it from nesting in your tree. Hallelujah. You know how to cast that wicked thing off of you. Oh, look who showed up. Look at Oh, fear, you must be bored. You want some entertainment, huh? I'm going to put some fire on you real quick. <laughs> you do that, boy. These spirits will be very careful about attacking you. See, the more you grow in grace and knowledge, the more strategic they have to get. They got to get you in ways that you're not aware of. You know, we, we can't really put our, you never notice there's a lot of times we get certain attacks coming from the enemy and we really can't place our finger on what it is, but we know it ain't right. Huh? That's because he's coming at you another way. But that's all right, God said he's going to flee seven ways. Oh, hallelujah. See, the, the thing about it, us, is we, we, we fight this thing because we know we already got the victory. We don't fight this thing looking for the victory. We got the victory. And that's the perspective we come from. Yes, I should never shy away from the devil in any way, shape, fashion, or form. I told you, the book of the prophet of Elias says, and they that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and say, is this the man? I did. I asked, I asked God, I said, Lord, you know, I know you're going to cast me into the lake of fire. But before you do that, y'all remember when that, don't you? Said, before you do that, just let me get one lick. <laughs> I mean, I know I can't do the job that you're going to do, but boy, it sure would feel good just to smack Satan right in his mouth. <laughs> I mean, I know it ain't going to probably do any good, but it, yeah, I don't know. I guess we won't even feel satisfaction until Jesus do the job, but it sure would be nice to get it. I mean, it sure would be nice to get a lick to him. Because I tell you, when he throws Satan into the lake of fire, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be up there around the edge of a clock. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> I am going to cut. I am going to cut up. The whole host of heaven probably be looking at me like this. What in the world? <laughs> uh-huh. Ain't going to be no tempted in. Show love that. But look at this one. Where do we read? Second Chronicles 12, 15, right? All right. Second Chronicles 20, verse 34. Second Chronicles 20, verse 34. 
And the scripture says, Now the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of Jehu. In the book of what? They're written in the book of Jehu. The son of Hanani, who is mentioned in the book of the kings of Israel. Jehu? Jehu. Bro, come on, hey, brother Doug, turn the book of Jehu, bro. Now, come on, bro, don't you got the King James Version about turn the book of Jehu, bro? Ain't in there. Now, see what I'm telling you. We have the King James translation. And believe me, they call it King James because King James was the king in authority. It's the scriptures. He was the king in authority, so he get the credit for it. You know what I mean? Like, none of our names is going to go down in history. Ain't nobody going to remember us. But they will remember that peasant of a dog, George Bush. Because he's president. Isn't that sad? Hmm? That's all right. But we're in the, we're in the book. The book of life. Hallelujah. We're written down in the only book that matters. Hallelujah. Hey, hey, man, I like that history. Huh? And then when we're up in glory, because the sheep going to be on the right and the goats on the left. Is that what the scriptures say? Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, and the books were open. And then all of a sudden, they go open up the book that has and contained the names of the saints. Hmm? And when that book opened, I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere listening for my name. Oh, I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere listening for my name. Because when he calls my name, I'm going to answer. <laughs> Here I is. <laughs> it's going to be worth it all when we see Jesus. Every bit of it. Then we worth it all when we see Jesus. It's gonna be worth it all. I told you what he's gonna do, didn't I? He's gonna say, he's gonna, he gonna call your name. Come on, bro, Mike. He's gonna say, Brother St. Michael Graves. Here, sit down with him. All right, brother. Now get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Go on, get up. <laughs> so I said, where you get that from? He said, To him that overcome, will I grant to sit on my throne? Now he'll he'll let you sit there, but you ain't staying. <laughs> you get get on up. <laughs> That's what I said, Pastor. How you come up with this stuff? He ain't gonna grant you sit on the throne, but you ain't staying there. Yeah, move over. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's in the book. <laughs> How in the world can somebody else sit in a throne? You're going to park your tail there. You're going to park your rear in there and then going to get up. 
You may like it too much, and then he had to cash you out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get, get, get on up now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Ezra 4.15. Ezra 4.15. You know what? Uh, you know, the Bible said we're going to receive all these crowns, and then it even tells us, this is how man going to be in our spirit. We're going to give them all back to him. Amen. And we're going to say, you are a longer glory. You are worthy. And then the Bible said he's going to give us one crown. The crown of life. Yes. Should never fade away. Huh? Yeah. Gonna give us a new name too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Every time I say it, Sister Carol go, Hallelujah. Maybe I have to just wait on your new name because I ain't got one. I pray and ask. <laughs> just know there's a new one for you. Hallelujah. All right. Ezra 415. That search may be made in the book of the records of the fathers. So shall thou find. In the book of the what? Records. And know this, that this city is a rebellious city and hurtful unto kings and providences, and that they have moved sedition within the same of old time. For which cause was this city destroyed? And it's also referred to, talking about the book of records, in Esther 6.1. As it is in the Chronicles. Now, in the book of records, um, I'm just assuming. I'm not saying it's right. I just don't know, but it, it could be Chronicles. You know what they're referring to. I don't know. So, you see how I do something? See how I do it? If I don't know, I'm not going to sit up and preach it like it's gospel truth. Yes, I just flat out don't know. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Um, so, we get that, right? Is that good? That's good. See, and we, and, and then you go to Jude. It talks about an Enoch the seventh of Adam prophesied. All right, if he prophesied, then where is it at? Huh? Because we knew Enoch walked with God, and he was not because God took him. Hmm? Everybody say, well, I, you know, I had one of these religious hypocrites ask me a question one day. Well, <clears throat> preacher, let me ask you a question since you, uh, <clears throat> you're a preacher of a cloth, ain't you? I said, no, I ain't no preacher no cloth. Look like I got some cloth on. Is that little stuff right here? Rags. He said, well, you, you, come on, come on. I'm just going to talk with you a little bit. I'm just going to talk with you. Come on. I got a question I want to ask. I've, I've not had any preacher ever to answer this. I said, you probably still won't. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Don't give me a heart attack. Come on. I, I got a question. I really want to know. I said, first of all, no, you're not asking this because you want to know the truth. You're asking this because you want to try to discredit someone and make them question their faith. That's the reason why you sin, ain't you, devil? I still just want to ask you a question. My question is this. Jesus said, Jesus said that he's the first fruits of the resurrection. Is that right? If that's the case, then why or how did Enoch get up into heaven? And I go, boy, you're just about as stupid as the one who came up with that question, ain't you? 
Now, he probably didn't like my answer because it's not, you know, great oratorial ability and persuasive as some of the other people may be in their application. But, you know, mine gets just right between the eyes. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're just about as stupid as whoever wanted to talk, gave you that answer, that question in. You know, you're about stupid. I should have just went and jumped spirits on them. You do earth. Not knowing the scriptures, neither the power of God. You know what I mean? Could have went that way. I say, you name me someone that has died and then went up to glory first. Every man that died on this earth right here was, came back to this earth. They didn't die and then go straight up to glory. And Enoch didn't die. He goes, I said, now you take your little pig up, pig yourself on you, devil. And go tell those unlearned fools who told you that question that you got the answer. Now you repent. I bet y'all don't think I deal with people like that, do you? Ask Sister Carol. Because <laughs> there's just some people out there that are nothing but devils that all they want to do is trip you up. That's all they want to do. They want to make you doubt the faith that you've got. That's why we try to give you everything we So you can answer them and then watch your eyes get crossed. I'm telling you, day coming, we're going to look at people and say, you come out in the name of Jesus, devil. We're going to sit and watch. Hey, let me tell you something. When you get out there in that arena and you cast up some spirits out of people, don't go up there and try to run and hold and grab a leg or, or something like that. Let them flop around like a fish out of water. That's what Jesus did. Jesus didn't get excited because the spirit was coming out of somebody. Man, he just. <laughs> Boy, I know y'all read the scriptures. He did that because he was letting them people around there. Hey, look. Look. And then they would turn around and say, man. We ain't, man, this man even got power over unclean spirits. I'll read you. You'll never see that Jesus ran over and held somebody when the spirit was flopping around and had them manifesting and stuff. He let them manifest. Go ahead on. That's why I told some brothers right here, I said, sometimes some of these spirits take off, let go and see what happens. We'll see if it's real spirit or not. Or if it's an aided spirit. <laughs> Somebody, oh, Pastor, die. oh, I'm a stinker, ain't I? Now, I know that the majority, I will say 90% of the time that they're real spirits. Sometimes you got a little bit of input in it. Y'all didn't think that I was that naive, did you? It's like them folks down in Texas, boy, Lord, I'm murdering that one right there. That one would have tore up the whole place. Y'all remember seeing that, hearing that manifestation in Texas when I was casting that spirit of anger on that person? Because, man, we didn't have no time to pump, trying to pump. We didn't do that. Big old guy came up, and I said, oh, boy, look at him. He's a big old white man, too, boy. He was huge. He was like, man. I looked around and said, ain't got nobody here but me and Carol. And these people don't know what they're doing. Ooh. 
I said, I tell you what, you go over and sit down. Let me pray for the rest of these folks, and I'll get to you in a minute. And then, you know, I was hoping that he changes mind. Somebody. <laughs> he still was sitting there looking. And I got to finish everybody else, and I won't go over to him. I pull up a chair, and I go, whew. <laughs> I said, okay. Y'all heard it. You can hear the whole thing. And, boy, that thing took off, man, and the way we went. I said, we got down sitting there looking. Get over here and grab a leg. All he couldn't grab too much. He just got out of the hospital from a stroke. So he had just no strength to walk. Don saw him sitting up with eyes bigger than mine. One lady, man, she's paralyzed because she said, the ceiling's moving. The other people are running out the doors. <laughs> the other lady said, man, I started to make me a door. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Same story every time, isn't it? But that spirit came out. You hear my oh, praise God. Brother, you feel that spirit coming out? Praise God. He was happy. So when we came back down there, he was delivered. He said, hey, I'm free, brother. I said, yeah, Lord, Jesus had mercy on me, didn't he? Whew. And in the back of my head, I said, boy, I hope you don't have another one. Yeah. And I'd pray for you right now, boy. I ain't got no backup. <laughs> Hallelujah. But let me tell you something, brother. It really is a joyful thing to serve Jesus. Amen. Now, what we're going to do is going to read over a few scriptures here because you know, we need to learn how to be friends. I mean, because we have a lot of things that are hidden in reserve. They keep us from being the people that we should be. And the reason why they keep us from being the people we should be because we have hidden fears that are in reserve. Mm -hmm. You know, just life in itself helps us to put up walls. And so we're very apprehensive about letting people get close to us or getting too close. And the reason why we do it is because we we're fear of injury. And let me tell you something. This attitude also keeps you from getting close to Jesus. Did y'all hear me? Does that, it does. It really does. It, see, all these are hindrances. They keep you from getting close to Jesus. I didn't say that you have to sit up and, and discuss and tell everybody everything there is to know about you. I'm just talking about being a real, true Biblical, scriptural, brotherly friend. Like the scriptures teach. You see, we shouldn't have to walk around here around each other on eggshells. And we shouldn't have to walk wondering, oh, what they got in them. It shouldn't be that way with the household of faith, brothers and sisters. It just should not be that way. Huh? The scriptures say, let brotherly love continue. Now, how can you let brotherly love continue when there's something that's hindering the continuance? This unseen wall. You know what I mean? You, you, we can't avoid, I mean, we can't afford to keep going around in life having thoughts that other people don't know control our actions towards others. Because we're, we, you know, we're fearful. You understand what I mean? So we're going to have to deal with these things, brothers and sisters, because, see, it's these things that are hindering your relationship with the king. You develop it like that with man. You've already got it like that with God. You just don't know it. And sometimes we've used them as, as our safety net. You know, because 
whenever someone or we allow someone in our life to get close to us and then they betray us, injure us, or hurt us in some kind of way, what we automatically do is just build up that wall and we start putting more than thicker bricks and stuff to make sure that people won't get close to us like that so we don't get injured again. Because the pain is too great to deal with again. So we call ourselves insulating ourselves and protecting ourselves from others. And actually what we're doing is protecting ourselves from real true brotherly love. We're protecting ourselves from real true love of Jesus Christ. Now, you shouldn't be this way with those that are without. But there never should be any type of reservation in your heart to walk in honor, integrity, and truthfulness with your brothers and sisters. Amen. It should never be that way. It should never be that way. Husband and wife shouldn't have a fear of expressing themselves towards each other because of past hurts. The one that's sitting in front of you ain't the one that hurts you. And if there's the one that hurts you, then since you feel and you're endued with knowledge and understanding, then surely you can get past that because you've been endued with some knowledge from on high to know how to handle it. See, but there are some things that we still are grasping and holding on to. And, 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 and hey, you know how we do. We practice being hypocrites. We'll get up and we'll talk to people, talk around in circles, and they don't know what's going on. And we're waiting to see how they respond and react before we go a little bit farther. Right. Oh, don't tell me, brothers and sisters. I, I'm not the only one living in this life. I'm telling it all. But if the assembly is going to be strong so that the enemy won't get a foothold in it, and especially any type or any way to destroy anybody in the assembly, we're going to start walking in the love of Jesus Christ. And do it without reserve and hypocrisy. Amen. Amen. If Jesus was bruised for our iniquity, then we're going to start being able to learn how to materially take bruise for emotions. Tomoko, am I talking too fast? No, sir. I used to ask her that when she first got here. When she was tormenting me about radiation. <laughs> she torment me, brother. Did I tell you about that, brother. Lord have mercy. And them sisters, bless their heart. They almost drug her off, buddy. Everywhere I go, Pastor Doc, what did God tell you about me, Pastor Doc? Come here, Pastor. Come here, Pastor. Look, radiation, radiation. I said, Lord. I finally grabbed her by the arm and the back of her neck and took out there and told her to look up at the sun. I said, you see that? Radiation! Don't ever go outside again. Now get away from me. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Anyway. Okay. We, um, Proverbs 17, 17. Okay. Now, you know, you know our words are, are very intrusive, and they're meant to have impact. Because if the words don't penetrate into our soul, then we won't have any way to acknowledge that we need change. If we just be content with shallow words, you know, that just mystify the conscience but does nothing to challenge the soul, then we'll stay in the same old place in the condition we are now. Is that right? So we were striving for perfection. Hallelujah. And the scripture says, a friend loveth how, brothers and sisters? Now, now watch this, brothers and sisters. This is unconditional. This is not based on conditions. A friend that loveth all times, they mean they love at all times. Now, of course, 
the model for any of us to learn how to be a friend is Jesus. Because at no time does he waver. Is that right? And of course, you know, with us, it's easy for us to love Jesus and say that he's a friend because he ain't sitting right in front of you. But if you want to see what kind of friend he is and some people that were sitting right in front of his face, I keep telling you, go back and read the Gospels and see if you want to be a friend with Jesus. Now, we will all attest and agree and say, yes, we would. But you go read some of those accounts. Because, see, when you read them accounts and then you place yourself right there where the disciples were, whoo, boy, you're talking about your spirit getting challenged. Oh, yeah, and theirs was too. Because you remember, how many times did Jesus had to put their mind and conscience at ease that he was the Messiah when they help, kept having these doubts arise in their hearts about him? And then it wasn't until the revelation came to Peter. Of course, you know, I'm sure that once Peter got the revelation, everybody else stood around and said, oh, I knew that. I knew it all the time. Oh, yeah. I knew it all the time. You know how we do that too all the time, we all get anointed when, when somebody else expresses what they already knew. You know, that, that was meant to get a ha, 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 I guess it, keep laboring, huh? Keep laboring, keep laboring. That, that, that was the punchline. I tell you what, I'll get a sign to say just laugh. Give me a little laugh box. <laughs> That's a cue. I keep telling you what that is. Either we're in another place while we're sitting here, or either we're waiting for a punchline and we're bracing ourselves for the impact. I tell them the truth? Huh? So we're not going to actually put ourselves out there to be laughed before the impact comes. Because it might not be so funny then. We love Jesus. We love Jesus. Amen. Hey, if we're already heading you off at the pass, letting you know, you know that what's going to take place before we get there, then you can drop your guard a little bit. That means we're letting know we got some bumpers on. No, I don't know what bumpers are. Okay, well, praise the Lord. So a friend love at all times. Well, look at this. A brother is born for adversity. A brother is born for vexation. My brother's born for trouble. That's adversity, right? All right. Proverbs 18, 24. Now look. Are y'all enjoying this? All right. A man that have friends must show himself what? Now the question is this. Come on, brothers and sisters. How often do you show yourself friendly? <clears throat> in order to have friends you have to show yourself friendly is that right so if you don't show yourself friendly then you can't have no friends 
We're not talking about associates. We, we're a little bit, we're way beyond associates. We're talking about friends. We're talking about friends that stick closer than a brother. Is that right? Come on, brothers and sisters. All right. I mean, if we're going to allow the love of God to manifest in this place right here, we're going to have to have a good understanding of what the friend biblically is trying to tell us it means. All right? And there's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. And when you find one like that, you found a friend. Let me tell you what a friend do. A friend will love at all times. It means no matter what adversity, calamity, misfortune, or whatever may come up on your life, he or she will still be that friend. They will even tell you if you're right or wrong, wrong, but they won't leave your side from being a friend. They will still be a friend. They're still going to be a friend. Today, we got people who call themselves friends, and at the first sign of distress and trouble, they kick the traces. They're gone, boy. Them are not friends. Are y'all hearing me, saints? Them are not friends. First sign of distress and trouble, they're out of here. Adios, amigos, amigos, after a while, crocodile, Sarah, not a see you later, alligator, pow. Them are not friends. And you need to put a note up here that they're not your friends. But since a friend loveth at all times, they'll be the ones that no matter what, they're going to stick with you. Now, we learn this nature from the one who sticks with us. He said, I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And you need to develop the same nature and attitude. And as I did say develop it because it's not something that is automatically instilled in you. This is something you're going to have to walk after and learn to walk after. So you'll stop walking in reserve around those who you should love because the king loves them. Hallelujah. This is the truth. This is the truth. Hallelujah. Remember, a friend loveth it. All time. The Bible said that Jonathan and David's soul was knit together. See, everybody think you could just only have one of them. That's the way the body of Christ should be. Now, that's not to say that's not to say you're not going to have some that's going to be a little bit closer than others because you will. But I'm telling you, inside the assembly, it ought not to be this hypocrisy, this secret hypocrisy we got going on today. How can we let brotherly love continue? Somebody tell me how we're going to do that. How we're going to do that? How we're going to let brotherly love continue when we got all this secret hypocrisy working? All this, no sooner as somebody come around or somebody try to show themselves friendly, there's something in the back of your mind and head putting you in reserve or a feeling comes up on you that clams you up. Now listen. Listen. If we don't understand what that is, how in the world can we get closer to Jesus? No, we the one that need to draw nigh to him. He's going to do all the drawing he's going to do. We the one need to come closer to him. We are the ones that need to make ourselves more available to him. We are the ones that need to remove all the hypocrisy and the sin and the iniquity out of us because he's already done drew nigh. No greater love than this than a man laid down his life for his friend and Jesus already done that. 
So his integrity and his honor is not in question at all. And we are his children. We are children of the king, so therefore we should possess the same character, the same nature, that's right, the same attitude, the same response. We ought to walk so even as he has taught us to walk. We ought to walk in the light because he is the light. Remove all this junk and garbage from you. Well, I don't know how they're going to react. Forget about that. They're not in question. You are the one that's in question. It makes no difference in that nobody else can measure up or not. You are the one that's required to measure up at the light of the gospel that is given to you. The understanding that's given to you, you are required. Don't sit up and wait and see if everybody else can do it or not or see if somebody's going to try it or not. How in the world can somebody be increased in faith unless they see you? How can they see this word become alive unless they see the demonstration about you who is in knowledge walking this thing out? Don't have your eye on everybody else because this is the one thing that the enemy uses to cause a lot of people to stumble and fall. They get their mind evilly and zealously affected. And it gets filled up with junk. And then at the first sign of calamity, first sign of adversity, wham, they're gone. Hallelujah. Now we're talking about wholesome Doctrine and teachings here, brother and sister. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love Jesus. Amen. We love Jesus. We don't love that past doubt. We love Jesus, though. <laughs> That's what laughed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, we, we love you. Proverbs 19.6. We learn anything? Now, nobody in here can surgically remove these walls from you but you. You know, I was certain people come around, we brace ourselves. You ever thought about what that is? Now, mind you, Jesus loved the same brother. Same sister, he loved him. He died for him. And the scripture says, many will entreat the favor of the prince. Is that right? And every man is a friend to him that giveth what? Man, now we don't have no problem with that now. And we don't have no problem. That's one area we're not hypocrites in. Huh? Now we all can preach. You sit back and watch me. I'll show you how to manifest this one. Huh? Somebody come bearing gifts, boy. We'll show you how to friend up. <laughs> Ain't that true? We'll show you how to friend up, boy. We'll teach you how to friend up on that one now. Hey, see, everybody even got the scripture before we even finished it. If you can only be their way because they got a gift in their hands, you are a hypocrite. You need to start examining and discerning the Lord's body. You know, Brother Ed, he comes up with, I mean, some serious, he comes up with some good applications. Stuff. We were talking the other day, 
he's mentioned about how a lot of people would perceive a certain man in his town to be a certain way because that's his uh, persona. And Ed said, I don't get that at all. He said, that's just his makeup, but he really doesn't mean any injury at all. The reason why we always judge people in injury is because we ain't got no sense. You know, we prejudge somebody because of the way they respond and react. And, and, am I right about what you're talking about? And then he, he, he would say, well, this is like Pastor Dow. You know, a lot of people see him and automatically, boy, whoo, man, they throw up a wall. But they don't know him. They don't know him. Especially if you hear my preaching, boy, that really. And the teaching. And if you ever hear me having to um, make a stand for something, boy, whoo. But he said the reason why people respond like that, because they don't know it. You understand? I mean, there are people, believe it or not, they don't like you because of what they've heard, what somebody else said. And if we're not careful, the enemy will come in to the assembly and do the same thing. That's why if you're going to speak and mention something, you got to know what you're doing because if you're not, if you don't, then the enemy is going to use your voice to cause discord among the brethren. And there are six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. The first one is a proud look. Is that right? What's the second one? What's the third one? Hand that sheddeth innocent blood, and he that sowed discord amongst the brother. Isn't that something? Yeah, swift and running to mischief. That's outlined in the book of Proverbs, too. I mean, really. I mean, God said he hates them. All right, so here we are. Look at this. Oh, Proverbs 27, 6. Do you have it? Y'all have it? Say amen. amen. Glory to the king. Glory. All right, now look at this. Here we are. Faithful are the wounds of a what? Anybody in here ever been wounded by me at all? Brother Ed, you ain't never been wounded by me. That's a good way to take it. Actually, you ain't never been wounded by me. You don't remember how I talked to you the first time I met you? They didn't wound you? Oh. Hmm. Who else hadn't been wounded by me? Cindy ain't. Good. I know it's three I'm going to work on. <laughs> then they say, I guess I didn't take it like that. <laughs> now the Bible says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. You mean I've never said anything to you before that it just, boom. This kind of impacted you hard. And you didn't say, man, I can't believe he said that. You, but you kept a straight face. They never happened. It is the truth. I'm glad y'all are an advanced level then. I mean, really, y'all are an advanced level. That's good. Because that means that, that, that you have removed a fence from you. Wherever y'all learned that from, y'all learned the right thing. All the rest of these people just ignorant. 
Look at Ashley. <laughs> yes, they are. Ask them. Ask them. <laughs> See, because if we had understanding, we would never take it like that. <laughs> Cindy said, I didn't take it like that. It was just the truth. Well, some people get wounded by that truth. I mean, it's later on that they figure out, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. He didn't try to just wound me just so he could just beat me up. You know, spiritually like that, he was doing something because he's a friend. He tried to keep me from some adversity. You remember I went through this spiel a couple of Sabbaths ago about how that um, a parent never means to injure or to do anything against their children. That would hurt them. Now, the children, they're not going to receive it like that. You know, I mean, after all, they don't live 15, 16, 17 years. They got it all figured out. They know what life is all about. And they should be the ones giving you the counsel. You need to sit down in the, in the chair and get instructed. <laughs> Ain't it right? Hey, I'm going to read you something in this book right here of the Apocrypha, man, that I learned my own self and had to repent. Which I don't mind that. Of course, y'all like it when I'm transparent, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> God bless you, brother. Bless you. But anyway, faith all the wounds of a friend. But look at this, look at this. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Let me show you. I'm going to open up to you a... Um, a kiss of an enemy that is deceitful that we probably never taken into account. You ever been afflicted by truth and then somebody try to come and comfort you in your rebellion against the truth and try to that's an enemy. That's an enemy. That, that, that's an enemy. You may not ever took it that way, but that is an enemy. Because if anything, they should have been like Elihu. Not sit up and try to comfort you in your rebellion or, or ignorance because of not knowing. I'm going to get me some cue cards up here. One hand I submit, two hands I surrender all. So I'll show one hand if you want to submit two hands. Three-way lab card. Anyway. See, I know that these, even the, the revealing of the truth of this actually, man, it, ooh. See, I understand that the real true heart of a saint is, is that when they discover a way that they've done wrong or they've been wrong, first thing they experience is this letdown. <laughs> because you really don't want to, I mean, it's not that you're hiding from that, but you didn't discover, you didn't know that about yourself. And to understand that that's been discovered about you, like, whoa, man. You understand, you understand the reason why your heart's that way? Because you don't want to injure your God. You don't want to injure Jesus Christ. And it hurts to realize that we've injured him because of ignorance. But that's the reason why he said that he's good. Because he leads you to repent. If he didn't want you to repent, he wouldn't give none of us any knowledge. Hallelujah. So he, he, he's given us the opportunity to draw even closer. Hallelujah. All right, so here we are again. Let's go on. Uh, Proverbs 27, verse 9, same, same scripture. Ointment and perfume 
rejoice of the heart. Unless you're wearing too much. You know, the only time people really try to wear too much is if they didn't take a bath. And sometimes you can put both those smells together and you really got trouble, boy. You got two, two, two olders trying to cancel each other out. <laughs> so do of the sweetness of a man's Friend by hearty counsel. You hear that? That's when you know that someone has your best interest in mind. They're not even, they're not trying to wound you, trying to help you. You understand that a lot of times the reason why people won't make themselves available to us because if they do try to give you some friendly, hearty counsel, you'll sit up there and, and take it as a wound. And then you can't wait for your opportunity for you to get back at them. And then you sit back in that eye mode waiting to see if they're going to hear what you got to say. Oh, man. Yeah, praise the Lord. I'm, I'm serious. See, these are ways. It's got to go, brothers and sisters. It ain't holy. It's not holy, saints. It's got to go. Am I telling the truth? Now, if, if, it's, if this attitude's never worked in you, then just say hallelujah, and we'll get you in sooner or later. All right, verse 10. Thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not. You hear that? Your own friend, don't you forsake, or your father's friend. Because he's a friend of your father, and if you know what the scriptures say about your father, you, wanna, you wouldn't want to forsake your father's friend. Forsake not. Y'all hear that? Neither go into thy brother's house in the day of what? Calamity. If we haven't learned how brethren do by now, why does the scripture keep warning us against brothers? Huh? For better is a neighbor that is near than a brother far off. Is that right? Hallelujah. Proverbs 27, verse 14. He that blesseth his friend with a loud voice. Man, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, watch this one. Watch this one, saints. Rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse to him. I remember we was on communion one day and I heard somebody go, all the way across the land. Bless you, Pastor! The only reason why I responded, responded that way because I knew what the book says. I understand what they got in their mind. But they don't know they've been persuaded by a spirit. Now I can either choose to disregard the scripture and put that out of my conscience and put that man's voice and his intent before the word. Huh? So I can either take the man's action over, over the word or I can either take God's word. So my response let me know which action I took when I did like this. We're not talking about in general, bless you. Because let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. There are a lot of actions and ways and things that we do that we don't even know that we're out of order. 
we're, we're doing it and don't even know we're under the influence of evil spirits. Look what the Bible says. Somebody do that, man. Look what they're doing. What are they doing? What? They're cursing. You don't have to go through all that. You know, and passing, bless you. How you doing, brother? But man, you got to make a scene of it, man. That's something else working. There's something else working. Amen. Look, he that blesses his friend with a what? Loud voice. Rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse to him. All right, Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Isn't that good? So it takes iron to sharpen iron. Is that right? So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. That's pretty good. I mean, y'all understand. You put iron and iron there, you got some serious friction. <laughs> Boy, you say, brother, sparks and everything, huh? <laughs> sparks and everything. Surely, you didn't think that, that your countenance was just a soft rose petal to everybody. <laughs> he said, no. Surely, you didn't think that. Everybody else iron and, and, and you're cotton? Uh-uh. You ain't never, come on, y'all two friends, ain't you? Y'all friends, right? You ever had some sparks flying, flying in between that relationship? Absolutely, look at that. But yet and still, you still maintain integrity, your friends, though, isn't you? Huh? No, yeah, it's good. So that means y'all letting brotherly love continue. Is that right? And, and that means you're loving it all the time. Even though you may not like the way the love happens at times, but it still hadn't divided you. That's a good example. So, so should we be in the body of Jesus Christ. Because there's going to be some times that we're going to have some sparks flying. That don't mean that nobody's sinning. That means we have to endure hardness as a good soldier. We're going to start putting up with each other and quit being so fragile. All right, mature, brothers and sisters. Micah 7, 5. We're going to be mature, okay? We're almost done, brothers and sisters. If y'all bored after death, let me know. We'll just close this thing on up. We'll just stop right here. Now, you know, I do know that somebody ain't going to say, even though they say, man, we need to shut this thing down. I know some of you ain't going to incriminate yourself because you don't want to feel embarrassed. Look at Sky. Boy, I tell you, I, we'd be on the land, brother, and I see Sky running across, and I go, Lord. One day, that little girl going to be a woman. And then Maisie. Oh. Still got way off of tears. 
Mercy and Julia. Oh. Jericho. Mercy. Oh. <laughs> Why come you ain't saying nothing about the boys? I didn't say I didn't include Lydia in that. Uh oh. All right now. Here we go. Trust. Ye not in a friend. You know, now a lot of people will say, now, but they will take this one scripture verse and they will cancel out everything else they ever heard. Now, I would tell you this. When you read that, and if you can't trust in a friend, are you following me? You have bad understanding when it comes to the scripture. Because the way the scripture teaches us that for precept must be upon precept, line upon line, upon line. Do you hear that? So we can't just sit up and take one scripture verse and say, okay, we can't trust in a friend. That ain't what it's saying. All right? Put ye not confidence in a guide. You follow me? So what are we going to do about all the rest of these scriptures then that, that teach us the opposite? That means our understanding, that we, we, man, we got to come on up a little bit higher to get this one. You understand that? All right, look at this now. You understand what I mean by the concept you can't take one scripture verse and cancel out everything else it has to be putting together it has to harmonize it has the same meaning and if it's something that we don't get when we reading it and we go adversely the wrong way that means our understanding is, is hurting somewhere we're lacking all right so it says trust not in a friend put ye not confidence in a guy keep the doors of our mouth from her that lieth in the bosom. See, now that's what we get into right there. In other words, what it's teaching us is it's not good for you to open up your mouth and express everything that there, that's going on. Amen. See how you put it together? Amen. See how, how you put it? That's, that's what it's getting to. It's not telling you, trust not in a friend. Okay, not good. You can't trust nobody. No, it's trying to keep you to keep the doors of your mouth. That's the whole concept. Am I in it? That's the whole concept of the whole thing. I mean, some people will get a hold of that and say, trust not the friend. And that become doctrine. Then how in the world he going to ever have a friend? You got that right. See, so when you read the whole thing in context, it tells us what it's all about. All right. James 4.4. 4. James 4.4. 4. And then I'll close up by reading some in, in the... The book of the Apocrypha, okay? Now, y'all don't have to worry about it. Who bought Sister Cindy? Did you, did you try to type the ISBN number in on this one on the computer yet? Boy, let me tell you something. I typed the ISBN number of this book on the computer, Amazon. And Harry Potter came up. I go, oh, I know what I did. What I didn't do was put the spaces in it. You have to type it exactly like it's written. So if you got a zero space, zero. You understand what I mean? So I'm also wondering, now wait a minute, how did I put this number in? So I put this number in, the ISBN number, when you're looking up a book. And I didn't put no spaces in it, and then it, it gave the, the numbers for a Harry Potter book. But when I, put the, when I put the numbers in and included the spaces that they have, then this book popped up. 
So I'm wondering. Now, mind you, remember I told you that anytime something is godly, the devil is always old subtle sleuthful is trying to attack it. You know, like for instance, I'll give you an example like the name of Ham that comes from Noah. You follow me? Name of Ham. All right? So instead of everything being an abomination today called swine, we call it what? Ham. Ham. He's one of the ones that has some sense. He heard the message and got on the ark. Yeah. And so it's calling, calling that pig swine today, we ham. Yeah. How you get ham from swine? I got a whole bunch of other instances, but remember, wisdom is too high for a fool. Now, I don't know how you took that. Now, you can insinuate anything. All I did was gave out a <laughs> and, and said something and made a quotation. You can take it the way you want. It depends on what kind of seed ground falling on. Now, if you're a fool, you're offended. But if you can just take the word for the word, then you ain't, you ain't no fool. But I can give a whole bunch of more instances about how that the enemy has done in secretly everything he can to defile anything that's good for God. We can go on all day with examples like it anyway, but we ain't got all day to go over examples. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? The friendship of who? I'm telling you, that's why I have trouble with people who claim to be Christians and they spend more, more time around these ungodly people all the time, hours on end. You got to, hey, brother, says you got to watch out for that nonsense. That will taint you and corrupt your spirit. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Hey, Sister Ashley, let me ask you a question. Since you have... Um, Allow Jesus to clean up your life and you come uh, th this way. Where, where's all your old friends? Do they even come around? Did you tell them don't come around? Nope. But they, you told them what you're doing and they've made a decision not to come around. Is that right? Well, let me tell you something. If they were a real true friend, no matter what, they'll love you at all times. Hmm? Isn't that true? No matter what decision she made in life, they will always be there for you if they were a real, true friend, which you probably already knew anyway. You understand that? Because a friend loves her that. They don't stop loving because you're, come on, brothers and sisters. Huh? She sat up here and she cleaned up her life and she ain't immoral and perverse and going around sinning like crazy and carrying on, and, th and these people draw away from her? What, what kind of communication is that sending you? What does that tell you? It speaks a lot of volumes to me. And they let you know that God has changed your heart because all she wants to be around is believers. She always she just wants to be around the saints. She likes some of you folks when I first met you. Mm-hmm. Just want to be around some people that ain't a hypocrite. Man, I got bit by a mosquito. Get out of here. Can't stand that, boy. <clears throat> Hallelujah. 
But whosoever therefore is a friend of the world is a what? Enemy of God. So you can't serve two masters. And you really need to question relationships that you got these people, I mean, just all the time, world, world, world. You need, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, this is just good, wise counts, amen? amen. Ephesians 1, 4. Oh, no, no, that ain't it. We don't go there. All right, this is what we're going to do, though, all right? I'm going to read you um, some words from the little small book. Now, the Apocrypha is the book, but it's coming from the Ecclesiastes. Uh, 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 Ecclesiastes. It's not Ecclesiastics, Ecclesiastes. Okay? Now I'm going to read this. All right? Y'all want to hear some of it? Okay. I'll just read in context, okay? Instead of a friend, become not an enemy, for thereby thou shalt inherit an ill name, shame, and reproach. Even so shall the sinner that have a double tongue. Extol not thyself in the counsel of thy own heart. Y'all hear this? That thy soul be not torn in pieces as a bull straying alone. Thou shalt eat up thy leaves and loose thy fruit and leave thyself as a dry tree. Look at this. A wicked soul shall destroy him that have it. A wicked what? Shall so destroy him that what? Now we know a soul is a wicked mind, a wicked will, and a wicked emotion, which consists of the soul. Shall so destroy him that have it. Is that right? Now look at this now. And shall make him to be laughed to scorn of his enemies. Of his enemies. You know, enemies ain't got no sense but to laugh at people when they're in calamity and stuff is going on with them. Sweet language will multiply friends, and a fair tongue will increase kind greetings. Be in peace with many. Nevertheless, have but one counselor of a thousand. Y'all hear that? In other words, don't go around me listening to all these voices. Amen. Amen. Only one counselor in a thousand. I mean, you can carry on conversations up like it, but if you're going to get some counsel, man, you only need one. Hey, pretty good. Hey, come on. If thou wouldest get a friend, prove him first, and be not hasty to credit him. For some man is a friend for his own occasion. That's for people who can get an advantage out of it. Huh? And will not abide in the day of thy trouble. Just what we were talking about earlier, isn't it? See, some people are just friends for their own occasion. And they are trouble. And there's a friend who being turned to enmity and strife will discover thy reproach. Boy, that's hard right there, boy. Who that's heavy. Man, that take me 30 minutes to explain that one. It will. Again, some friend is a companion at the table and will not continue in the day of our affliction. Yeah, this thing is, see, man, you, come on. Whoever it was that took these out, can you see the reason why they don't want you to take Because this allows the enemy to flourish with no knowledge. 
Think about it. Look at this now. But in thy prosperity, he will be as thyself and will be bold over thy servants. That's heavy, isn't it? Isn't that heavy? Because he's your friend, they'll try to just be any old kind of way towards, towards your, your servants. That's crazy. Now, if thou be bought low, he will be against thee and will hide himself from thy face. Separate thyself from thy enemies and take heed of thy friends. A faithful friend is a strong defense. And he that have found such a one found a treasure. Nothing doeth countervail a faithful friend, and his excellency is invaluable. A faithful friend is the medicine of life, and they that fear the Lord shall find him. That's, that, that's a comment only for the Lord, okay? All right. Watch this, and I'll read this one right here. For the glory of a man is from the honor of his father, and a mother in dishonor is a reproach to the children. My son, help thy father in his age, and grieve him not as long as he liveth. And if his understanding fail, have patience with him. And despise him not when thou art in full strength. Woo, boy. Man, that did some ministering to me, boy. For the relieving of thy father shall not be forgotten. And instead of sins, it shall be added to build thee up. In the day of thine affliction, it shall be remembered. Thy sins also shall melt away as the ice in the fair and warm weather. He that forsaketh his father is a blasphemer, and he that angereth his mother is cursed of God. Now let me bring some clarity to here too. We're not talking about your parents cutting a fool on you. We're talking about you cutting a fool against them. You understand that, right? Because we don't put it in there, boy. No telling what, how, man, no child of mine work. All right, look at this one. I'll read this one right here. Mm. Whosoever giveth, now this is talking about, y'all know that the book of uh, Ecclesiastics and Proverbs talks about a her and y'all know her is wisdom you understand that right so that's what it's referring to here in her my son defraud not the poor of his living and make not the needy eyes wait to wait long make not an hungry soul sorrowful neither provoke a man in his distress Add no more trouble to the heart that is vexed and defer not to give him that is in need. Reject not the supplication of the afflicted, neither turn away thy face from the poor man. Turn not away thine eye from the needy and give him none occasion to curse thee. 
For if he curse thee in the bitterness of his soul, his prayer shall be heard of him that made him. Get thyself the love of the congregation and bow thy head to a great man. That don't mean bow down. You'll see granny every once in a while when I come around, she'll do it like this. Ain't because she's from Japan either. <laughs> anyway, hallelujah. Um, deliver him that suffered wrong from the hand of the oppressor. Y'all hear that? You know, as I say, we live in a society now, you'll hear these, all these atrocities of people getting beat up in parks and carrying on and, and nobody, everybody just standing around and do nothing. They just sit and watch it. Just stand around and do nothing. Anyway, deliver him that suffered wrong from the hand of the oppressor and be not faint-hearted when thou sittest in judgment. You know the reason why we're faint-hearted if we have to sit in judgment on Because our own sins we, uh, come up to our memory. Be as a father unto the fatherless and instead of an husband unto their mother, so shalt Thou be as the son of the most high, and he shall love thee more than thy mother doeth. In other words, you see somebody fatherless, you know what I mean? Be, be a son to him. Instead of one, go around and be a husband to his mama. You know, a lot of times people see, see uh, some children as fatherless, and, and then that spirit of a man want to move in on the woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. See, that's what I'm saying. See, this thing is telling on everything. It's just telling. It is, I like this. I do. I like it. It be. I go, boy, ain't that true? Wicked devils. Look at this. He that loveth her loveth life. Now it's talking about wisdom. Okay, and they that seek. To her early shall be filled with joy. Now mind you, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Who give it to all men liberally and abrade of not. Now look at it. I mean, that's, come on. He that, look at man, that's good. He that loveth her loveth life. And they that seek to her early shall be filled with joy. And he that holdeth her fast shall inherit glory. I take that. And whithersoever she entereth, the Lord will bless. They that serve her shall minister to the Holy One, and them that love her, the Lord doeth love. Love who? Love wisdom. Remember, wisdom is the principal thing. If you don't know what that means, that ain't talking about the principal of school. First. Whoso giveth ear to her shall judge the nations, and he that attendeth unto her shall dwell securely. If a man commit himself unto her, he shall inherit her, and his generations shall hold her in possession. Now, this is good stuff. Look at this. Now, I'm going off of wisdom, going over here. Okay, the third chapter. Look at this. For many are deceived by their own vain opinion and an evil suspicion have overthrown their judgment. 
Y'all understand that? You remember how we often talk about the evil eye? You remember, hey, the script saying Saul eyed David. Now he wasn't eyeing him like this either. Hey, look at this. Without eyes, thou shalt want light. Profess not the knowledge, therefore, that thou hast not. <laughs> That's good. Isn't it? So anyway, I think I've read enough. There's plenty to read. I think it's good to have, though. I really do. I went over all that earlier, brother and sister, because I'm telling you, I was just literally flat out, um, you know, wondering who was it that said we don't need it. You understand what I mean? Because, I mean, this actually tells on a lot of nature of men, just like the Proverbs do. It does. I mean, so if you, hey, if you was armed with that, you know how much you could have preserved yourself from? But first, you got to love truth. A lot of people don't love truth. You can't, you can't get people, man. You can't get them to pray. You can't get them to study God's word. You can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. Much less even, man, you, oh, boy. Everybody got an answer. Very few people got ears to hear. Hmm? You know, the Bible teaches you when you're sitting at a table, you need to consider who's sitting there. I break down everyday knowledge. Lest you open up your mouth, you look like a fool. <laughs> is, that somebody, is that you, brother Doug, way back here? Ain't that true? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, anyway, believe it or not, this was a blessed Sabbath. Yeah, it was. I hope that you learned something. I really do. You know, God wants to give us His truth. That's all there's to it. He wants us to be preserved by his word. And we did that thing about Billy Franklin, Devil Graham. And that's exactly what they are. I mean, it's just, it's sad. I mean, I didn't know, but YouTube has got a vast variety of stuff up there. Man, I saw these one people on there in church that had snake handling services. I said, man, those people ain't mine. They believe, you know, if you take up any surfaces, you know, it won't hurt you. I said, man, you're out of your mind. The Bible said don't tempt God. Man, if I ever have one of them challenge me, I said, I'll tell you what, come on, me, you're going to go for a walk. Where are we going? I said, oh, don't worry about it. You got a faith. You can handle snakes. Come on, come on. I'm going to go to the edge of the cliff. And I said, now, cast yourself off. Before your head hit the rocks, his angels did not say he's going to deliver thee. Now, what I'm doing is repeating what Satan had tried to do with Jesus. God ain't nowhere told us to pick up no, no snakes. Right. <laughs> Open up a box and start dancing. And have snakes in our hands. <laughs> it's the anointing that's keeping the snake from biting. Probably snake, probably confounded. Because, <laughs> man, when he's enchanted, man, he will bite. But he's probably saying, man, the snake probably even got a brain and say, this is a fool. My God. Yeah. Sitting up there. You just seen them, buddy. Boy, you got rattlesnakes, copperheads, and everything. 
said, man, I smashed the head of a snake and somebody dancing with it. Something, I'm telling you, that is perverted mind. And you won't believe what people do in the name of Jesus. I had, I had a missionary Baptist up here ask me. And then people wonder why come I talk about missionary Baptist. It's okay for them to attack us, but we, ain't, we don't attack him. I just tell the truth. They say, hey, preacher, <laughs> y'all have snake handling services down there. I say, what kind of spirit is you to even ask me a question like that? So I'll tell you what. I ask you a question. If you can answer me, then I answer you. I say, okay. He said, okay. I say, in your church, do y'all have snake handling services? <laughs> I say, you got your answer then. <laughs> Let the air out of them. <laughs> We love Jesus. We bless y'all, saints. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful Sabbath day. We thank you for your words of truth. We pray that these sayings will sink deep down into our hearts. We bind the enemy right now in the name of Jesus and all of his wicked manifestations. Father, with your truth and your life expanded in our minds even more so, you know, Lord, you know that we love your word. And we do ask that you would continue to allow the entrance of that word to come into us even the more so to give us the light of Jesus Christ while we're here on this earth all the way to the end of our days and the fullness that we can retain, preserve ourselves, and keep ourselves in your love. We bless you for all things, Father, and we give you the glory for all things, and thank you for giving us the truth to be able to keep your commandments in this hour and time that we're living in, and thank you for giving us your word of truth and not allowing us in in this world to be deceived by these wicked and vain and profane men. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you for the spirit of truth. We give you the glory for all things in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, the brothers actually had to fulfill the scripture this morning. We actually had to really pull an ox out of the ditch. That booger was in the back fall. It bellowed and fell down in the hole we dug with the back hole. So brother Richard and had to go get it out. Hallelujah. I bless y'all, saints. Y'all be at peace. Amen. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Amen. Now, just because we got service closing on like it don't mean that people are not available to pray for you if you want some prayer. Sometimes you just grab a hold of a brother and sister and you just now pray for you. Amen. Y'all have a blessed day. Amen. The king is coming.